Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady and Martin Paloma. Welcome into another edition of Mind on My Money presented by Pinnacle Trust. I'm your host, Neil McCrady. Today on the show, my co-host Martin Palomo is with me as well, as is Hunter Owen of Coyote Fitness. They have three fitness facilities, uh, CrossFit facilities throughout Mississippi. We'll get Hunter to tell you about those in just a moment. This is Hunter's second time on the podcast, his uh, first time since the world stopped turning because of uh, (laughs) COVID-19. So we'll talk about how uh, you get gyms or the fitness business, uh, how you get gyms clean, uh, all the different hoops that he has to jump through now so that we can avoid this killer disease that's wiping us all out. Um, God, I'm being a jerk. I'm sorry. I've, I've really, I've really <laughs> turned. I, I've really I, turned I was snickering, but I, I was trying not to get, you know, the laugh to come through the, the mic, but it probably happened I'm, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if there's any karma, I'm dying of this like tomorrow, but yeah. Uh, and if that happens, so be it. At we'll both point, get struck by lightning at the same time, Neil. Well, we much we have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than we do of dying of COVID. So <laughs> I, I opened. I, I was hoping you were going to walk through that door that I opened. Yeah. So uh, we'll get to that in a moment. First, let me tell you that I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. It's sanitized. It's clean. It's just sparkling. You couldn't find a germ at Clark Ford if you went. I mean, if you hired the best group of germ hunters and said find a germ, one germ in Clark Ford, you couldn't do it. So six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Here's the great part. If you don't believe me and you say, no, I I do think there would be germs there, and I am scared of the germs, you can do the entire car buying experience at Clark Ford with no human interaction at all, none. You never have to touch another person, have to be in the the – even in the ballpark with another person until the very end, and then there's probably a way that you can get away with it. Call the Corey Clark on a telephone. No germs can go through the telephone. He's in Amory. He will safely give you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It'll be right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You'll get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can go wash your hands and then start calling some other car dealers and compare that quote. That's fine with Corey. It doesn't take any of his time. Or you can do what I've done on numerous occasions now, and that is hop into a Clark Ford. You will love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. And uh, he'll prove that to you when you make that germ-free call, 662-257-1900. And, uh, Martin, before we get started, tell the people about Pinnacle Trust and all of the ways that you all are keeping your facility clean. Well, I don't, I don't know how to follow that up, Neil. I mean, <clears throat> that was really impressive, man. You are, you are awesome off the hip and on the fly. I, I have to give it to you, man. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to to be as funny as you are about that because because I'll just fall all over myself. But um, we uh, if you if you are afraid of of the virus still and you know and getting infected, we we respect that and we can we can happily uh, you know engage with folks through Zoom meetings or you know on the telephone at Pinnacle. Um, you know we have been open through 
the entire pandemic, um, we are we are actually not allowed to close. We are a part of the plumbing of the financial systems, but you know we've found ways to continue to communicate and service our clients uh, even when we can't see them face to face. So you know if you've been doing it yourself um, and you have knots in your stomach and ulcers from the insanity of the markets in the last six to seven weeks, uh, and you want to get off the roller coaster, give us a call, 601-957-0323. Uh, you can email us at info at pinntrust.com. Uh, we're also very active on social media, so you can find us on Facebook, uh, on Twitter. You can just search for Pinnacle Trust or search for Mind on My Money podcast. We will, uh, we're real responsive, so we'll get back to you. Uh, you know, and if you haven't heard from your advisor in, you know, a couple of months, not an email, not a podcast, not a phone call, um, you know, give us a call. Let us earn your business, earn your trust. We can do all of the account opening uh, through electronic signature. So you don't have to touch a pin or leave your room to open up an account with us and get the process started. Uh, 601-957-0323 or info at PINNTrust.com. Hunter Owen joins us. Hunter, I will now put on my professional hat and try to be a lot more professional with the remainder <laughs> of this podcast. I don't make a please, lot of promises. Please don't do that. Let's have fun with this one. But I um, I do know, I'm going to get you to tell the listeners about uh, your locations throughout Mississippi, but I do know that, uh, all seriousness, you all have been you, meaning your business and businesses like yours, those that you compete against and those that uh, that are, are competing for the, the fitness dollar have been hammered over the last couple of months. Uh, how are you doing? How's, how's, how have you gotten through this? And, and while before you get started, I guess, tell the people about where they can find your locations. Yeah, yeah, Neil, thanks. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back, guys. Thanks for having me Indeed, again. Man. Um, we have three locations uh, in Mississippi. One in Madison is called Coyote CrossFit. Uh, one in Flowood is called CrossFit 2717, and one in Oxford is called CrossFit Blue Shark. Um, our organization is Coyote Fitness. Um, that entails our physical locations. We also do um, online diet coaching as well and some personal training. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a tough couple months. It really has. We, uh, we closed all of our locations, uh, I think it was the second week of March. Uh, it was a, probably a week before we were mandated to close. Uh, just based off of what we saw uh, was going on in the world and, and yep. in other places. And we wanted to, you know, get out in front of this and make sure we, we, we kept our clients uh, safe and healthy, which is our number one priority above anything else. Um, it was, it was, that was a tough decision. Um, it was a scary time. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen with our members. And we tried to be very proactive and get out in front with them and explain exactly what was happening. Um, so we continued to provide you know, our, our goal uh, to was to provide as much uh, value to our members as possible, even as as being closed. And so, uh, we allowed them to uh, take equipment home. We checked out pretty much all the equipment we have in all three of our gyms. Our gyms were pretty much empty. Um, we provided uh, on online at home workouts that they could do, uh, whether they had equipment or not. And we had uh, four different times throughout the day that we uh, had a different coach go live and do those workouts with people. Uh, we also tried to uh, provide some at-home challenges for them to do to keep them engaged uh, with prizes each week. And then uh, we also were, were having a couple of uh, sessions each day where we talked about different uh, health and fitness topics. So uh, 
you know, like I said, we, we spent about two months of trying to uh, keep our members engaged as much as possible, even though they weren't able to come into the physical location. Yeah. And I saw a lot of that on Facebook too, where, you know, and you guys were uh, pretty much kind of giving it away as well, because it's like anyone that followed your page could watch your, your coaches and could, could do the workout. Um, which is, I, I didn't see, I really didn't see any other gyms and I may have just not been looking either. Um, but I know like my gym, which closed for good on Tuesday, um, and I only swim there. I don't work out at their facilities. <clears throat> um, you know, I don't recall seeing any emails to come check out equipment or, you know, workouts being posted. Not that I would have followed them anyway, because I only use it for the pool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We gave it all away. We post all our workouts every day online. Anybody could access them for free. We post them on our website, on Facebook, on our, there's an app that we post our workouts called sugar Wad. Anybody can follow and post their scores and compare to other people. And, uh, yeah, we did all this through our Facebook. Uh, we were posting on Instagram as well. We just wanted to, to give as much value out as we could to, to anybody and everybody. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of cool stories of neighbors saw their, uh, one of our members working out in their garage and they, after a couple of weeks, they came over and wanted to kind of to t- jump start, in. Yeah. Jump in. And, <laughs> and so that was, that was really cool to hear, but you know, this was obviously an unprecedented time for all of us. And we just wanted to try to provide and, and give as much as we could um, with not being able to have people come into the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, from a business standpoint too, so, uh, and I know we'll kind of play tennis a little bit, talking about health, talking about business. I mean, so you, you own the business as well. So it's mm-hmm. not, I mean, yes, you're in the business of fitness, but, uh, kind of talk, talk through the impact that, you know, that you guys had, because I know you guys are, um, you know, a subscription, essentially, you know, you do a monthly subscription. Um, but you know, I know there's probably a lot of folks that were unable to, you know, continue. And then also, uh, and I'll ask a second question being, you know, were you guys able to get any of the PPP, the paycheck protection plan, um, help from the, from SBA or, or did you guys pursue that just out of curiosity? Yeah. So, um, as far as, um, we are on, uh, recurring, uh, memberships is a subscription, basically what it is. Uh, that's the vast majority of our members do that. Um, and we told people like, look, this is, you know, this is, uh, something where we would really, uh, it would mean a lot to us if you kept your membership current, if, right. if you are in a financial situation where you can't, or you don't feel like you're, it's worth it. We, you know, because you can't come to the gym, that's, we completely understand. We'll put your membership on hold. We'll cancel it. You can pick it back up, um, when you come back. Um, but I just kind of laid it out there. You know, we're a small business. We're not a big corporation. We don't have, right. You know, all this money, extra money in the bank. Yeah. And there's not cash flow from somewhere else that could supplement you guys. Exactly. And, and the cool thing about it is the nature of our business is we're so, we have such a close relationship with our our members that that it's like we're a family. And so they, I just was transparent with them and told them um, the situation and they understood it. I mean, we, we lost a a lot of members. There's no doubt about it. And some of them uh, were, you know, if somebody gets, you know, laid off or whatever, I'm not going to expect them to continue to pay pay their gym. And so that's completely understandable. And so uh, we lost a fair amount of members, uh, but we did apply and we were able to get um, some funding for the PPP stuff, which was huge. We also, um, 
negotiated with our landlords uh, for some rent deferments, which which helped out tremendously. Our landlords were very uh, flexible with us, um, and so just we were able to you know get some financial help that that allowed us to kind of weather the storm a little bit. And uh, even though our our revenue was you know took a big hit. So as you guys move forward, what does that what does that look like? Uh, we were talking before we started. I was working some, on some stuff yesterday. Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated, who's a friend of mine and who's one of the most talented journalists in all of, of, of uh, sports writing, had a very comprehensive story about, you know, college football players coming back to facilities June 1st or June 15th and what all will be entailed in allowing those players back in the buildings. And, um, I mean, it is it is – a series of circus-like uh, hoops that they have to jump through. I'm suspecting that some of the literature that you've gotten is, is pretty similar. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a, a, a laundry list of stuff that we have to comply with. The first thing, even before, you know, obviously we want to comply with the, the government, but we knew when we open up, those first couple of weeks are going to be absolutely critical uh, for our members because there's going to be a lot of members who are um, hesitant to come back. They're scared. They don't know. Um, whether it's a safe environment or not. And so we knew it was uh, paramount that we provided an absolutely, you know, clean uh, facility for them to work out in. We wanted them to feel more than safe as they came in. So during this time, I looked at it as this this is an opportunity. This is, you know, how many times in a business's um, history you're going to get two months where you can are closed. And so we wanted to try to take advantage of it. So what we did was we went ahead and started renovating and completely redid two of our facilities, our Madison and our Oxford location, so that when people came back, they would see um, something completely different and something that looked nicer and updated. We added locker rooms in Madison and fresh paint and all that type of stuff. So uh, when people walked in, we wanted them to be wild their first day back. Yeah. Um, so on top of all that, the, the guidelines, uh, we, we just printed off the guidelines that the, the governor gave. I had already looked ahead and seen the the the, the level uh, stage guidelines that that President Trump had put out, so I kind of had an idea what it, that was probably going to look like. And then when uh, Governor Reeves uh, said we could open up on Monday, uh, following these guidelines, we kind of already had most of that stuff in place. Um, the main ones are uh, all you have to stay six feet apart at all times, and how we did that is uh, we limit our class sizes to ten, and we put a six by six square um, on the ground. Um, and went ahead and put all the equipment that each member was going to need uh, for that day in the square, as well as the cleaning supplies uh, for them to clean their area afterwards. Um, so that way, um, when members come in, they can walk in, go straight to their square. They don't ever have to get close to anybody, and they don't ever have to leave their area to get anything. So that was the first one, is putting the, the squares on the ground. Um, and then we w bought a whole bunch of uh, uh, cleaning stuff in bulk, uh, and split it up between the the three locations and put them in spray bottles and bought a bunch of uh, towels and stuff so that each each person could person could have a fresh towel and, and cleaning solution to to clean up their area afterwards. Um, so as far as capacity, we're limited to thirty three percent of our full capacity um, inside the gym at one time. Um, that you know, I guess you could kind of play around with different numbers on that, and I've heard different gyms. Are, are being a lot more lenient on that than, than we than we have been, but we are being very strict as far as 10 people in a class. Now, in Oxford, 
uh, it's a little bit stricter there, so we have to limit it to eight there. Oh, uh, wow. just, just based off of the the like the, size of the room and stuff yeah, like that, and gotcha. and the rules that the the Oxford mayor uh, put out as well. She, it was a little bit stricter than the governor, so. So you're basically going in Oxford. You're you're whatever the fire code number is. You can have one third of that in. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so the we we looked at it as a, a com- combination of that. Which, if you go strictly by that number, we could probably have more in class. But we also wanted to keep the six foot apart at all times. Yeah. And in CrossFit, you're doing you know different things. You're moving around, so we figured a six by six square uh, would be enough room for everybody to do to do that as well. You also have to uh, the coach who's coaching has to wear um, disposable gloves and change those out every hour, and they have to wear a mask which they either clean or or change out every day, um, and then. Uh, those are the main the main guidelines, you know, provide hand sanitizer yep. um, readily available. Um, and so that's, that's those are pretty much what we're following. Yes, we and we just went back um, for soccer. Uh, we were just, a, I guess, probably the same time that you guys were able to, to open the gym. And it's very similar. And, um, you know, the guidelines that we're having to follow as a club as well, which – you know, the one thing I'm still I, – I, I scratch my head about a little bit, and I'm, I'm not going to get on a soapbox about it, but is like – so our coach, the kids are out there. The kids are, don't have masks on. Uh, they don't have gloves on. Um, you know, they're spaced out. They're doing works and groups. You know, they're paired up in groups of two or three in, uh, in a little area, and they'll, you know, have their distancing, and they're mostly doing individual work and stuff like that. But I kind of like, why is, why is the coach wearing a – why does the coach need to wear a mask? I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's just like a, an appearance, a visual, Hey, we're abiding by this, but I just don't see the functionality They're in a, and in soccer, especially, I mean, they're outdoors. The coach rarely is within six feet of the mm-hmm. kids. Cause with soccer, it's like, you know, you give instructions, they go. Well, Martin, I don't know that. It, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you here, but I, I don't, you're, you're clearly not reading all of the literature that shows the examples of adults giving this to children and the children <laughs> dropping dead. No, I missed, I missed that, Neil. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what you are doing with your time, <laughs> but you need to be a little more efficient with it. I need to be, I need to be more well-read on, on well, the, I mean, lethal, I, I just, the lethality, uh, the lethalness the, of... The, the answer to your question is that it is we are doing a lot of these things psychologically. Yeah, thank you. That's that the word is, I was looking for, psychologically. That, that is the yep. answer. And I, and, I don't, I, and at some point, not to get off into a mental health tangent, because we'll do that on another show, and I don't want to take away from Hunter's time, but at some point we are doing damage to mental health. We are doing damage. We're making people scared of something. It is little children are not getting this from adults. That, that's been, that, that has been documented. There's... You know, oh, I mean, it, it it's – I'm losing my mind with that. I mean, like in, in Oxford – and look, I, 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 I've known Robin for a long time, and I think Robin's doing a great job in a town where it's really hard to do. Oxford's different than, than a lot of places. You, 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 have to, you have to appease a lot of masters in Oxford to, to, to do well. And she's doing the best she can, and I think she's done better than a lot of people would do. Let's put it that way. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want her job. But, you know – you know, we like my son's soccer team has not gotten started again. There, there appears that there's not going to be a little league baseball season. Some of the stuff that that's not going to happen in sports that we, we are including myself. I mean, I, I'm a sports writer, so I'm focused on pro and college sports. But, you know, 
this this idea that 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 little boys and little girls are not going to have little league baseball and little league softball this summer as a as an experience there's a certain rite of passage to that there's a health to that there's a health in in for little boys to play for the to you know you, you guys remember that when yeah. you got to put on a quote big league uniform and go out to the ballpark dude and, i loved it oh absolutely yeah, I, and we, i was we all i was did. terrible at baseball but i still <laughs> it didn't it didn't I still matter. loved it no that's what yeah that's what i'm saying yeah. like i was you got to be the reds for a summer mm-hmm. or you got to be the the, the tigers orioles. for a summer yeah. or the orioles or the blue jays or the a's or whatever and you then you and then you followed that team all summer long in yeah you know watching them on the yeah. on tv absolutely and you, you you got to and go I to practice. <laughs> you got you got to go to practice, and 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 inevitably they had those moments for the but for the kids that did suck, and there's lots of those kids. That's me. But there was but there were those moments inevitably in the summers because I've coached a lot of teams, and these moments are the ones that you remember as a coach. You don't remember what your good players do because they're good, whatever. You remember the 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 kid who can't do shit, who suddenly gets a hit in the last game of the season, and he gets on first base, and he's so freaking excited. Harley stands still. That's what it's all about. And yeah. we're losing those moments. I'm sorry for hijacking the show, but we're losing those moments over something that is not impacting those kids. And everybody goes, well, you know, what about their grandparents? Okay, well, then tell the grandparents not to come. At some point, it's about the kids. Yeah. Well, those and those rules are in place for soccer. Uh, parents are not allowed to get out of their cars. So it's just the kids and the coach on the field. Cool. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I, I would yeah. almost prefer, I, it, prefer it that way. <laughs> I, I just I don't know you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm I find myself frustrated by it. So Hunter, I'm curious when people come into the facility, are you required to take temperature or what are you? No, we're not required to do okay. that. We we did have to post signage at the front door um, saying if you've had a, a fever in the last um, I think 48 hours or some I can't remember the exact amount of time. Uh, please don't come in, or if you suspect you might uh, be sick, please don't come in. Uh, but we're not required to take temperature now. Gotcha. So a, a CrossFit class happens at say ten o'clock, mm-hmm. and it, it's typically over what about ten fifty? Typically, we're right under an hour. We've shortened our classes to forty five minutes to give us time to to mop the floor, clean the clean the uh, equipment and everything, and get it ready for the next class. Clean the bathrooms, all that type of stuff. Um, so that was my it. question. So a class ends at ten forty five. The people clean. The, you know, in the past, there was probably kind of an honor system on okay, clean up your equipment. Yeah, yeah, we'll there was. You. And, uh, so what, what, what is it now? Uh, so each, each, uh, athlete has, uh, cleaning supplies and, um, a, a towel at their station, wipe down everything. And then as they leave, there's a basket for them to drop it in. And then the coach, uh, comes in behind them, um, remops the floor, uh, cleans anything that wasn't clean, then goes back in the bathroom and, and, and cleans the bathrooms, uh, to get it ready for the next class. So we have about 15 minutes to do that each hour. Are you seeing my, my, you know, my gym in Oxford's reopened. I haven't gone yet. I, to be honest, I, 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 not that I've been scared. I've just kind of said, well, I'm going to wait a little while and just kind of see what happens. And, and frankly, I have found a little workout regiment in my, in my driveway that, um, I've, I've entertained people with it. I've, I've gotten some resistance bands and I wrap them around a river birch tree and I've created, uh, I've created quite a, uh, push and pull workout. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm almost kind of proud of myself with it and, <laughs> And kind of hate to see it go away, uh, but but I I don't I'm not I'm not scared to go back to my gym. I'm just kind of giving it a little time, and mm-hmm. you know if there's a if there's an outbreak or something, well then I can say well I was smart. I don't anticipate there will be one. Are you seeing a lot of people cautious to come back, or are people just bursting at the seams? Yeah, there's there's a little bit of both. There's um, you know the first we opened up last Monday, so the first day we opened up, uh, we 
we probably were at about 65 to 70% of our average Monday attendance. Um, and we, we definitely have some people who said, um, I'm not comfortable coming back. I'm going to continue to work out at home. Will you still be posting at home workouts, which we will do, um, going forward. So they, that gives them them the option. Uh, then we also had some new people who weren't members, uh, you know, come and join that very first day. Awesome. So, so we've got, you know, there's both, both ends, both ends of the spectrum. I've seen, this is our second week. Uh, there's starting to be a few more people who were hesitant you know, to come back last week who are starting to dip their toe in the water this week. And I think as more people are seeing, um, the precautions that we're taking and, um, all that type of stuff, it's making them feel more comfortable to, to come back. And I think it'll be a gradual uh, process for the next couple of months before we, we probably get back to where we were, but yeah, there's, there's a good mix of both. And there's also some people who, since our classes are limited, um, and they have basically a full garage gym set up at home, they're continuing to work out at home so that they don't take somebody else's spot. Um, not because they don't want to come or they don't feel comfortable. They just say, well, if you can only have 10 per class, I don't want to take a spot of somebody who doesn't have this workout equipment at home. I'm going to continue to work out at home, uh, for the next few months, which is really cool. And it goes back to the family, uh, atmosphere I was talking about before and, and people really want to support and, and help each other as best they can. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys have like a, you have a, a culture there that is very tight knit. And I wonder, you know, I think I kind of think about from the business side, you guys probably have a leg up over, you know, I'm just going to call it, you know, a, we'll just say a, a regular, mm-hmm. like a big box gym. I'm, I'm losing the word for what we would call it. Just your globo gym. Oh my god! The dodgeball yes. reference. Okay, I was making sure that because when you said Globo Gym, I immediately I heard Globo yeah. Gym. That's right. Yeah. If you want to get fit, I mean, I can. I'm sorry. Now I'm totally digressing. So we're going to use Globo Gym because yeah. you said it. Um. So I don't know that the Globo Gyms have the relationship that you guys have. So do you think on the back side of this, you guys are a net winner? Um, of you know of of either keeping the people you have and attracting new folks versus the people who you know didn't have a gym to go to a globo gym um, didn't have one to go to during the pandemic there wasn't anything put out there to keep them they were having to figure it out on their own mm-hmm. kind of like Neil with his resistance bands in the <laughs> right in the river birch tree I don't know any owners of of different gyms like that uh, I have heard some secondhand information of uh, people walking in uh, to cancel their membership and there being stacks and stacks of cancellation papers at the front desk. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so I I'm, I would imagine that they lost a, a lot of members over this time. Um, what does that look like on the back end? I don't know. I would like to think that we're set up to, to be winners in all this at the end of the day, but um, who knows what's going to happen. Um, I definitely think that we're, we're going to see a big change in the fitness industry going forward. This is going to be kind of a catalyst to to, to make some changes. Um, and what, um, a couple of things, number one, I'm I'm looking at a Peloton right now. I think that there's going to be more of that type of thing at home. I think there'll be more, uh, functional fitness, virtual coaching, um, that goes on at home, um, where people maybe can have a a few pieces of equipment and they can choose different workouts and have a virtual coach coach them through that similar to Peloton. And I already know for a fact that there's, um, companies that are developing that right now. Um, I think as far as, uh, the big gyms, I think you might see a, a focus more to a smaller, more intimate setting uh, where people can kind of have their own space um, and, and work out in that area. I, that's one thing that I've noticed in since we set up these stations for people to come in, 
people really enjoy that. They have their own little space in the gym. They don't have to feel like they're bumping shoulders with people. And, you know, I worked out at, at a big Globo gym, like, like we say, um, for 10 years before I started this. Yeah. And, and you know, you, there's times when you're working out and there's a hundred people in there and you're waiting for 30 minutes to get on the, on the, uh, on the bench. You don't have to wait any time to get in the squat rack, but you're waiting a long time to yeah. get in the, into the, you know, and there's the equipment's not getting wiped down and all that type of stuff. And I think you'll see a more, um, a lot more people are going to be more focused on cleanliness and, and, and having their own space. And so I think you might see, uh, the, the boutique, uh, fitness, which is what we would, we would call ourselves. Uh, you might see an increase in that type of training as people want to work out in a more intimate, uh, setting where they feel like they're, they have their own, uh, small space and it's getting a little bit more personalized. Yeah. It's a different experience. Mm -hmm. So just from a business, I I can, I can really, can I, let me add on this because yeah. this is fascinating to me. Um, and I just got criticized on my message board for using the word fascinating too much. So it's twice. <laughs> I'll try not to do it the rest of the time. That's, but it is fascinating. It is interesting because I've used my Peloton and I've had a Peloton for a couple of years. I've used it more in the past two months than I've ever used it. And I've used it a lot. I mean, I've, I've used it as a supplement to my sort of global global gym experience. And I'll tell you what I did. And it's along the, it's to support what you just said it's what's interesting is it's one of the reasons i think uh companies like yours are going to do really well on the other side of this when we get to the other side of it is i've used the peloton app more than i'd ever used it before um you know it's one of the great things about peloton is and you know this i mean you're you're smart enough to know that hey in some ways their competition and if competition's doing well you've got to look at what it is that they're doing and they have a lot of uh, different classes, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes or whatever, intermediate, whatever. And there is that virtual instruction. But here's where the virtual instruction falls off. There's an inability, obviously, when I'm taking a 20 minute body weight course on or class on Peloton. There's an inability when I watch the instructor do a, an exercise and I can tell that I'm not doing it precisely right. Mm-hmm. There's an inability, obviously. It's no fault of the uh, virtual instructor, but he or she does not have the ability to come through and say, no, Neil, right here, if you just fix this one thing, you'll get the exercise, you'll get it right, and you'll get the benefit of the workout. And that's what's kind of missing. And right. it's why I think when I do go back to the gym, my membership at my gym expires at the end of this month. I think I'm going to do something a little more intimate, like you said, not Mm -hmm. only for the safety standpoint, but because what I learned was from a willpower standpoint, I don't have a problem. But, you know, I do have because I'm 50 years old and I have some previous injuries and things like that. There are some things that I'm really not comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get hurt. That's that's, you know, that's paramount for what I'm doing. I I don't I don't want to blow an Achilles today. It's the last thing I want to do. And so. You know, I'm, I want, I do want some instruction there that that can help me in a in an efficiency standpoint, if Absolutely. that makes any sense. Absolutely, and I think I think you're spot on when you say when when if you're at home and you're watching other people do a workout and you're trying to follow along, it doesn't take long for you to realize like there's something that I'm doing that's different than what they're doing. Yeah, and if you sure. don't have a, a good foundation of being able to spot movement and spot movement efficiencies and fit and, and a good body awareness and control of, and know exactly what you're doing. It's really hard to make that change. It's still hard for me to be able to feel what I'm doing and be able to make corrections without actually seeing it. And so that's where, you know, having a, a qualified coach who knows exactly, you know, what to, what to fix from your movement is so imperative. And, you know, there's a lot of 
a lot of gyms that were doing Zoom classes where the coach was watching through Zoom, yeah. everybody work out, and you could kind of coach different people. And that might be – I'm sure that will be something that, that comes – you know, comes around uh, in, in a big way in the future where people want to work out from home. And, but another aspect of that is there's a lot of people that have trouble just getting motivated to work out at home. For a lot of people, home is their place of rest, and they don't want to mix their rest with their workout, so to speak. And so they might have equipment at home. They might have um, the ability to go outside in their garage and do a workout, and they just, they just can't get themselves to do it. Whereas there's something about getting in your car and driving to the gym that gets you in that that headspace of hey I'm about to work out now, and then I think that and then also the the social aspect of of being in a community with other people who are you know going through the same workout as you. There's something about uh, shared suffering that that kind of brings everybody closer together. It makes it a lot easier yeah. to suffer sure. when you know the guy right next to me is going through the same thing. Yeah. When you're at sure. home by yourself, it's hard to get that get that feeling as well. So I think you'll see a rise of of both of those. Like you say, I, I think you'll see more virtual coaching where people can watch you um, work out at your home and there'll be a lot of people that enjoy that. And then I think the, the more intimate, you know, small class setting with, with coaching is going to rise as well. When people came back after this layoff, were most of them, had they lost a lot of their fitness or were, were they okay? Or what, what did you generally see? Uh, it, was, it was a mix. So we had some people that first day that, that really struggled and they were honest. They walked in and said, I have, I've worked out five times in two months. And then there yeah. was others that walked in and they were, you know, in better shape than they ever been in their life. And everybody, you know, had different situations through all this. That's one thing I've realized is different people had different stresses. You know, business yeah. owners, depending on what type of business you owned, some business owners were doing great. They were having the best couple of months they ever had and some were really struggling. And so you, all that stress means different people we're able to, you know, ha function differently throughout the, the, the time off. And so some people kind of maintained as best they could. Um, some people got better. I would say the majority of people probably came back in a little bit worse shape than they were before. And that's something I was trying to be very um, clear with people and say, don't beat yourself up when you come back feeling like you're in worse shape than you were. It's not a big deal. Um, it won't take long to get back to where you were. And at the end of the day, if you look, you know, take a uh, overhead view of your life, you know, two or three months in a 80 year lifespan is, is, is a blip on the radar. So yep. don't beat yourself up for coming back in in worse shape than you were, but don't try to get back to where you were in, in one or two workouts, ease back into it, use the next month or two to get your feet under you, get back in the habit of coming consistently. And then maybe you can look at the last, you know, three or four months of the year is when you can really start making progress. Yeah, I mean, I dude, I think that I think they're you're right. Different people had different situations. Um, you know, some people became teachers, mm -hmm. uh, which we did at our house. Uh, and it's funny, Gia did. I never do the little Facebook, you know, question things, but there was a funny one about the coronavirus and kids. And uh, so I asked Gia all these questions, and one of them was, you know, are your parents good teachers? And she unequivocally answered super fast, no. <laughs> um, you know, and and you're right. People had different different stuff. Um, you know, in our house, one of the cool things was, you know, with all the kids activities with soccer, with, you know, band, show choir, all the stuff is we're constantly going, go, 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 go. So it's, you know, picking up Chick-fil-A, picking up, um, you know, whatever we were close to at the end of the night, but you know, we ate every meal at home, um, you know, through while we were home and, and they were reasonably good meals. Um, 
you know, and that was one of the things that I think that was the biggest benefit for me during mm-hmm. this was I actually ate better. And then I don't know, that's one of the things I want to keep, you yeah. know, from this is I enjoyed, you know, having a meal with the family, but also it's was, it was very likely a lot better for my health long-term that I'm not eating French fries and a, you know, and God's chicken, the Christian chicken, <laughs> uh, even though it's really, really good. You know, I wasn't eating that yeah. three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and you hit on a good point, and I was actually having to uh, talk with somebody about this yesterday, um, and he said, I, I only worked out a few times over the last couple months, but I have all the equipment at home, but my son is in high school. He's a high school baseball player, and him and his uh, friend wanted to work out every day, and I was working, working them out, watching them, making sure you know things were going, uh, that they were moving safely, coming up with the workouts for them, and then we were, I was throwing them BP, and you know, my health and fitness kind of took a back seat because I wanted to, to give, yeah, give to my son. And Absolutely. so if you are, if you have kids at home and you're teaching them and doing all this type of stuff, you kind of have to put your, your priorities, you know, in, 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 in the back seat compared to what you're doing for your kids. And so that's just something for people to keep in mind is that as you come out of this, you know, maybe you had to make some self-sacrifices to help, help your kids or help other people. And that's not a bad thing. It, it just, just understand that you might not be where you were when you, when you, you know, a couple months ago and that's completely fine. Yeah. So essentially you're saying like, cut yourself some slack. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that was, I wrote an article about that last week and that was the title, cut yourself some slack. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. I was reading the mind. Um, Neil, do you, do you want to pay bills or? Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to pay bills, but I see what you're saying and I probably should. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just didn't know. I was, I was kind of like, well, we kind of hit a, because I, I have some more business-related questions too, and talking about the future as well. But uh, I, right, I figured we'll talk it'd be about a good time we'll to talk pause. about we'll talk about the future in a second. First, let me tell you, we're brought to you by the refrigeration company TRC, owned and operated by Jeremy Watler, who's been in the refrigeration field for more than twenty years, including five as a national service manager at TRC. They understand that great service means being responsive, and their highly trained, responsible, dedicated staff are available twenty-four-seven to ensure your complete satisfaction. They specialize in ammonia refrigeration, but they work on any other HFC, HCFC, or CO2 systems. TRC's building winning relationships with customers in baking, cold storage warehouses, ice production facilities, and facilities serving dairy, food, poultry, and catfish processing. They're based in Spanish Fort, Alabama, but they're licensed in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and South Carolina as well. TRC can handle all of your company's refrigeration needs, including installation, fabrication, service, compressor rebuilds, ammonia detection, calibration, vibration analysis, and more. To learn more, call Jeremy Waller, 251-348-8533, or email him at jeremy at com. You can follow TRC at The Refrigeration Company on Facebook or at their website, therefridgeco.com. And we're brought to you by a business that has been an industry that's been hit hard, and that's the dental business, Elite Dental Care with offices throughout West Tennessee and Germantown, Jackson, and Trenton is no exception. Listen, those guys do fantastic work, and when all the, uh, the, the rules get lifted and you're looking for a dentist in that uh, West Tennessee or Memphis area, please remember the people at Elite Dental Care. It's a family practice. They have offices in Germantown, Jackson, and Trenton. The entire family can be seen no matter the age or severity of the problems. They focus on staying up to date on all the latest technology, including intraoral cameras, digital x-rays and impressions, 3D x-rays and more, the TVs and radios in every room. 
giving patients the comforts of home, all while they receive the most modern technological treatment. Elite Dental Care offers both conscious sedation and IV sedation for patients that are anxious or scared, or for those that might not be fearful, but just have a lot of work to do and can't afford to take time off work with multiple visits. With sedation, Elite Dental Care is able to get much more work done in one visit, which ultimately saves the patient time and money. So again, if you're looking for a dentist in West Tennessee or the Memphis area, please give Dr. Mark Harper, Dr. Clint Buchanan, and Dr. Mike Farah at Elite Dental Care an opportunity to win your business. To reach them, go to EliteDentalCare.com or follow them on Facebook and or Instagram. Martin? Awesome. I figured it uh, I figured it'd be a good a good pause for for um before we continued on. And you know, I mean I know so Hunter with with everything that's kind of happened from the fitness standpoint, I think I kind of agree with you. And I and I kind of thought that coming into it as well that like a, a a, f- a company like you, uh, uh, you know, what you guys provide to the experience, the value to your members, I figured you guys would kind of come out on the back end, you know, a lot better. And I know that I, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast and I'll mention it again. So the, the place where I would swim for triathlon stuff, you know, we just, we're, they were supposed to open Monday last week, like you guys didn't open on Monday. And then Tuesday we get an email that says, you know, hey, we're done. Um, so I think the landscape, you know, is going to change. And and here's, you know, I guess the the old Wayne Gretzky quote of, you know, skate to where the puck is going to be, not to where the puck is. You know, I know we've talked a little bit about virtual training. We've talked a little bit about, you know, the more intimate settings. You know, do you – so we'll talk about a Peloton too, just from a business standpoint, stock is up, you know, almost a hundred percent in, you know, during the, the shutdown, you know, their biggest competitor is Echelon, which I'm not sure if they're a, a publicly traded company. So is, do you, do you feel like with the, the bigger box gyms that are either shutting down because, you know, they couldn't cover cash flow or they've had so much cancellations that, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to sustain themselves. And we knew there was going to be some injuries through this pandemic. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to be the fitness industry until kind of everything happened. Where do you think you guys get split? Do you think some folks go work out at home? You know, you guys get, is it kind of a half and half? Where do you, where do you think the future? Are you talking about people leaving gyms that close? Yep. Or, or saying, hey, I don't want to do, you know, I'm not going to do the, the, your term, the Globo Gym. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I think one thing that will come out of this is that people are going to have, hopefully, um, a renewed sense in the importance of their health and fitness, uh, because you know, the the healthier and the fitter that you are, uh, the more you protect yourself from this virus and and viruses in the future, and yeah. and, and and give yourself a better chance. So. Um, what that looks like, maybe people want to try something different. Maybe what it, maybe they realize that having a, a token membership at a gym that they go to twice a year is is not really doing anything for them, yeah. and they might want to you know try a little bit more uh, hands on approach. Maybe they will start putting more of a priority um, on their health and fitness, which is what we see a lot with people is they're not willing to pay more than twenty thirty dollars a month for a gym membership. Um, because they can go to another gym and get that. But what they don't realize is 
what they're getting for that is is not much. They're getting used to they're getting access, yeah, access to equipment. They're not getting coaching. They're not getting somebody who knows, uh, you know, how to make sure they move safely and efficiently, and also knows what they need to be doing. Um, so I think you you will see there's going to be a, a shakeup. I think I think it's going to change the fitness industry and hopefully for the better because I think it'll um, it'll start making people prioritize it a little bit more and being willing to invest more time and money into it uh, because they realize how important it is for them. Yeah. And so talking about the money aspect of it, because one of our, we have a mutual friend, uh, Clayton Pitts, mm-hmm. doc, Dr. Pitts, yeah. which I love Clayton because he's a no BS, just calls it as he sees it. But he, he actually breaks down and you guys have done it too, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, um, you know, if the fitter you are, it's harder to kill you. I think mm-hmm. that's the the term he's been, yeah. you know, become harder to kill. But he's talked, you know, he talks about, okay, so let's just say it's, you know, a, a boutique fitness industry or a boutique fitness uh, firm like yours is, you know, has a a range of, you know, the cost. And let's call it, but, you know, if you have a family membership, that costs more than an individual. But let's just say it's, you know, 100 to $200 a month. Mm-hmm. But if you end up getting healthy and, uh, you know, you're not having to take the cholesterol medications or you're not having to take, you're not having to, you're not sick as much. Like there, there is actual dollar value that people get out. And that's one of the things that until I met you and until I met, or until I started reading all of Clayton's stuff too, I had never quantified that there is a reduction in healthcare costs with, you know, with, with fitness and what you guys are doing. And uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, there's tons of people who are off medications that they were taking every month before they came to the gym. So that's a, you can write that down in the, in the column right now. That's less money they're paying per month on medica- medication. Right. And then you can start talking to people. Well, how many times do you get sick now versus when you used to, how much do you pay every time you get sick? Well, you got to go to the doctor. You got to pay for that. You got to pay for your medication, all that type of stuff. Sure. Insurance covers some of it, but you're still out of pocket. Um, so all of those are, are, you know, right now financial benefits, but then you start looking on the back end. Well, are we improving our quality of life, um, 20 years from now, because we're, we're being proactive with our health and fitness. Now, are we keeping ourselves from being chronically sick? How much does chronic sickness cost you when you're 50, 60, 70 years old and you're spending, going to the doctor, spending time in the hospital because you're, you're constantly getting, you know, evaluated, getting this, that, and the other. Um, and then we can also look at this is prolonging your life. Yeah. How much more financial earnings are you going to be able to have if you add 10 years to your life down the road or you add 10 quality years to your life and you're able to work longer? Sure. And so when you start looking at that, it's exponential savings with a little bit of, of time of, investment. of yep. investment now. And so when you actually, if somebody were to sit down and, and calculate all that stuff, it's one of the actual best financial investments you can make is your health and fitness because it's, it's adding you time, which we know time is money. And then it's also adding quality time to your life. Because if you're, we know if you're, if you feel bad and you're sluggish all the time, your productivity level is going to be lower. And if, as you get older, that gets, you get more tired and more sluggish, your, your productivity level is going to be less and less. Yeah. Well, even so, I mean, so even if you, let's say you hit retirement and you're not quote unquote earning any money anymore. Mm-hmm. But we, like when we talk to our clients, we break down retirement in kind of three phases and we don't, we don't assign years to it because that's all dependent upon how the body reacts. But phase one is essentially 
you know, you're still reasonably healthy. You can go, the body is not shut down on you yet. So you can go to Disney with the grandkids. You can go to New York with the kids. You can go to, you know, hiking, you know, in Colorado with the family, you can do those things still. And so the, the, and the dollars that you're spending in retirement, you get like a higher uh, amount of enjoyment per dollar that you spend in that phase one when you're still healthy. Mm -hmm. And then phase two is kind of like, you know, you can't go as much or as often the body's starting to break down. Um, you know, so you still, you know, let's say that instead of doing a week at Disney with the kiddos, you do a week, but you only go to the parks, you know, two days or three days, or you go hiking and, you know, you, you do a small hike, let the family do, you know, a longer hike. You still getting some value out of that, but not as much as when you were healthier. And then phase three is, you know, the body's kind of shut down on you. You might give money for the kids and grandkids to have an experience, but you are not experiencing that with them at all. You're not leaving the house. The thing that you guys do is you kick that phase one out to a lot longer, mm -hmm. you know, in retirement. So even from a, you know, you're not bringing in quote unquote extra dollars, but you're getting the experience. You're able to participate, you know, and, you know, maybe you don't have knee surgery. Maybe you don't have, um, you know, surgeries for the body's breaking down because your muscles are healthy enough to, are strong enough to keep the joints from breaking apart and falling apart. I, ha I have a specific example for that. There was a, a lady that joined our gym about four or five years ago and she was in her seventies and uh, she wanted to be able to pick her dog up. That was kind of her goal. And she came for about a year, year and a half, and she eventually achieved that goal. Well, she was taking her dog for a walk. He was a big dog. And he saw a squirrel or something and took off running, and it pulled her over, and she fell on her hip. And she was worried she had broken it. So she goes to the doctor, and it was just a bad bruise. But the doctor said if you hadn't been doing that strength training that you've been doing, you would have broken your hip. And then you can you can do a you know a financial analysis on how on much how that much would have cost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so her year and a year and a half of of time and financial com, uh, investment was way less than what she would have, you know, the the cost that would have been otherwise. Yeah. I mean, and then you talk about just the recovery from something like hip mm -hmm. surgery. You know, I mean, she had a a bad bruise, you know, probably put her down for a little bit of time just mm -hmm. recovering, but man, hip surgery, hip replacement would be that's super invasive. Mm -hmm. And and so that's what we're always talking about is you're you're investing. That's what we call it, in investing in your health and fitness because you're going to get a huge benefit and you know, the more you invest in it in time and in and in money over the years, the more benefit you're going to get now and in the future and it's going to in the future it's going to be exponential. So I I, I kind of see like and I'm not your marketing department at all, but you know, if I was you guys in your situation that's the story I'm telling. Mm -hmm. That's the story I'm telling to all of, you know, however it can, whether it's Facebook, you know, blasting it out to the Metro Jackson and Oxford and Flowood area for people, you know, between ages 18 and 75. I'm, I'm hitting that message saying, you know, Hey, if your gym shut down or you're not getting any benefit, here's the benefits and laying that out too, mm -hmm. because, you know, I think that's where the puck is going. And that's kind of where I wanted to get on the show too, was talk about where is the puck going? What's the future of, the fitness industry, you know, especially post Corona. Yeah. I, and, and I think we've kind of touched on that a little bit, but I think you will see more people, um, taking it seriously. Um, especially in, in, in our state and where, and we've been fighting an uphill battle for a really long time as, yeah. as a company, because it's so hard to get people to understand, um, how important their health and fitness is because they're not willing to spend the time and money on, on, 
on themselves, but they're willing to go drop $150 on a dinner on a Friday night, like, and not think twice about it. And so kind of re- having people recognize like, Hey, this is really important. This is a huge priority in your life. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And so constantly, you know, talking to people about that, but I think people will start to see that. And so I think you will see more people who are wanting to take it more serious, have a coach, have somebody walk them through. And then I, like I said, I think you'll have people doing it in a little bit more of an intimate setting, smaller classes, um, uh, more social, um, group, uh, camaraderie, as opposed to the hundred people working out with their headphones in next to each other. <laughs> yeah. And, and you work out next to a guy for two years and you still don't know don't his know name. Who they are. Yeah. yeah. And so I think you'll see that. And then you'll also see, uh, the rise of the, the at home stuff. And I think you'll see a lot of people, um, being able to get that community aspect of maybe I do a workout where a coach watches me virtually. I do a workout with other people in my class time, and then maybe we can text and compare results or whatever. So I think you'll you'll see that as well. Um, but I think th- those will be the two big um, things that come out of this: the virtual uh, coaching at home, and then also the smaller um, the smaller gyms um, having. Style. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, Neil. Uh, you have any questions before we wrap? I know we've kind of dominated the last half of this, but I wanted to. No, give you that I, was, I was just listening. No, I, I, I completely agree. I think uh, I think the Peloton type model is here to stay. Uh, and then I think uh, people like Hunter who know what they're doing, they, yeah. I, I think the ability to provide that personal instruction so that people can be efficient with their workouts, because here's what I think is going to happen. I think at least initially people are going to be more reluctant to go to a gym and stay two hours where there's all these people coming and going. And, you know, I think people are going to want to be more efficient with their workouts and uh, they're going to want them to be, I mean, that's the word efficient. And so yep. to do that, you, you go into a, you know, you go into a CrossFit place. You say, these are my goals. This is what I'm trying to do. This is how much time I have. Let's maximize that time so that I can get in here, get my workout in, get out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's that, that's where the expertise comes in. That's one of the reasons Peloton does well. It's, it's, and there, there is, but there is, you know, like talking about Peloton real quickly, just before we go, it, the one thing that people made fun of was that, you know, oh, that you can't have real community. I've noticed in these last two months, there's more of the virtual high fives. And like, I, even someone <laughs> yeah. like me, even someone like me who used to make fun of them. Now I'm like, I them. catch myself giving them like, Hey, there's somebody out there. that says like, Hey, so-and-so is working out for the 20th straight day. And I'm, I'm thinking good for you. Way to go. You know? And, and it's like, hey, we're all the, the, the whole we all are kind of getting screwed over together. And so there, <laughs> there is there is some continuity in that. I mean, there is some community in that. So but yeah, so I, I, I think I think he's exactly right. I, the, the one I would hate to be I would hate to be the people running the big global gyms right now I, that, that they're in trouble, I think. Yeah. And we've already seen hey, some, some that closed yeah. up. So I think I think there'll be more of that in the future. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, it's 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 easy to figure it out. Hunter, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck to you. Hope to uh, see you down the road soon. Uh, Hunter Owen, again, they have uh, in Madison, uh, Flowood, and uh, in Oxford. You can check them out. What's your website there, Hunter, if someone wants to get a hold of you? Uh, you can you can go to coyotecrossfit.com. Um, will be the best place to find us. Sweet. Okay. For Martin Palumbo, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this edition of Mind All My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Don't forget, go to pintrust.com. That's P-I-N-N-Trust.com. If you sign up with Pinnacle Trust as a new client, tell them that you heard about it on um, this podcast. You get 10% off your first year's fees. Until next time, take care.